Greetings! This is the podcast for September 19th, 2018, uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about creation and what does it mean to be connected to a God who creates, who gives life, um, and who does so even even now, even into our lives uh, now. Um, now, the, the, the reading we're going to have uh, today during this podcast is going to be uh, Genesis 2. Now, normally we start off with uh, Genesis 1. I mean, it's the one we're all familiar with. I read even a little bit of it last week in last week's podcast. Uh, but what's interesting is that the Bible actually has sort of two different ways to look at creation. And so uh, what I'm going to do is start with about halfway through the fourth verse of chapter 2. Uh, I'm going to read uh, through the end of the chapter. Now, the things I want you to pay attention to is how does God create going to be different than what happens uh, in the first Genesis story. And then secondly, what is God's relationship to the human being in this story that he has created? All right, here we go. Genesis 2. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field, every bird of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a partner that, I'm sorry, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now, you may have noticed a few things, right? The way that God creates in this story is God makes some clay, right? He takes some clay. He's kind of a a, a potter in this case, right? So he molds it into the man and then he breathes the breath of life. 
just as a coincidence, we hear about the breath of life even in the first uh, reading. Remember, because breath of life is the same thing as spirit. And so it is the spirit that's moving over the waters in Genesis 1, shows up here and fills up the human beings, the first human beings' lungs, and makes him a living creature, not just made out of clay and earth. And what's interesting to me is that, so, so we have a God that sort of gets a little dirty, right? Who gets into, the, into the, the earth and sort of plays and creates all these different things, creates all the animals of the field, uh, the birds of the air, right? And what's interesting is that his connection, you can tell this is a very close connection to Adam, the first human, because when he talks to him, he says things like, um, name this creature, uh, is it is it a suitable partner? Uh, I don't know how he felt about dogs. Apparently, he wasn't as big of a dog fan as we are nowadays, because he said, ah, "I'm good without without the dog." And then finally, um, God forms a, a woman out of Adam's rib. So they're that closely linked. And I think this is interesting. We are talking essentially about Eden, about paradise. And what do you notice? But that the way that the relationship between man and woman should be is about partnership, right? It's about uh, uh, helping one another. It's about, it's not an unequal relationship. Instead, it is about caring for one another, about being partners in a relationship. That that seems to be the basis of that. And it's even one that shows up with God. God says to the human being, I want you to be my partner, to help me out as we are working on this thing together. So we have sort of this fascinating creation story that's different from the first one. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to uh, a class on the 19th. But what I want you to do beforehand is we, we've heard a little bit about how close God feels towards all that he has created in the first two stories. Um, so here's what I want you to think a little bit about. Think about something that you have created. Now it could be a piece of artwork. It could be... Um, something that maybe you have sculpted something out of clay, um, a, a piece of music that you've played and it's been enjoyable. I mean, we could even keep pushing this to you have helped to, to create and foster a, a, a strong relationship, a friendship with somebody else. Uh, there's all kinds of options we can kind of go with. But think about something that you yourself feel like you have fostered and created and then um, go from there and think about how you feel about it. I mean, are you are you proud of the thing that you've created? Uh, how close do you uh, are, are you kind of connected to it? I can think of, of an own story about uh, a piece of artwork that I did when I was in elementary school. I think I might even still have it sitting in a file somewhere, but that it got put on the wall. It was uh, put on the wall in our gym in elementary school, and I could not have been prouder. I mean, I felt so tied to that thing. So, so think a little bit about what does it feel like to have created something and that it is yours, right? That you are a part of it. And then therefore think a little bit about how do you think God must feel about you, about each and every one of you then, if God created you. All right. I look forward to seeing you uh, on Wednesday um, as we continue this discussion on creation and in the many ways that God has created us and created the world around us. Y'all take care.